This is a song for the 90s from my buddies, the Descendants. Welcome to Dorena Central. May I take your order, please? Yeah, I want. Oh, 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 why don't we listen to that one again, huh? Welcome to Dorena Central. May, May I take, take your, your order, order, please? Yeah, I want. You want whale sperm with that? Okay, Paul, before we start the show, Christmas is coming up. Have you um, got the Christmas Club money there? <laughs> um, I can't account for it at this moment, but um, I can assure you it's all, it's all well and good. It's in hand. Oh, no. You're kidding, aren't you? I... Um, God right, we'll start the show then. Oh dear, listen, I tell you something. Is there anything worse than going to a wedding sober? Going to a wedding sober? Mm-hmm. I don't. I honestly, don't think I've ever done it. I did it last night. I went to a wedding at eight o'clock when it was in full swing. Not mm-hmm. only that, I walked in just as the resident band was doing their country and western set. I was tempted to walk right back out if I was sober and that came, that came on. I mean, who are these fucking wankers that have these all-day wedding bashes? All-day wedding bashes? bashes. Aye. I don't know. Eh? Takes, I mean, it takes it, all sorts. Aye, it took you me. I tell you that it was. Uh, oh fuck me! It was. Um, and bairns. I mean, the standard practice for these things. I mean, first of all, there's just bairns running amok, <laughs> sliding under tables and fucking you know, high on fucking wicked or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. I I would probably refrain from inviting children as much as possible, to be honest. But that's uh, a it was personal choice. Forty years away then. Well, wasn't he? Am I getting mixed up with? Possibly, I don't think I had any kids at my wedding. Really? Or maybe it was Chrissy's. I can't remember. Both of them possibly. were equally imprinted as horrific days in my fucking mind. <laughs> um, oh, aye. So a show. Um, there's been some football this weekend. Um, there's also been some of the most horrific refereeing I've ever seen in football this weekend. But we'll come to that. But let's start at Dens Park. Uh, Dundee 3, Motherwell 0. Um, I didn't even know any of these cunts that scored for Dundee. McEwen, Mullen, uh, Sweeney. I think I, I recognise the name Mull- uh, Mullen looks thingy, but McEwen was a new one on me. I didn't really clocked him very often. Got- McGowan and they've got McMullen. Aye. Now they've got Mullen and, and McEwen. Aye. It's just all a wee bit confusing. But um, they've got two Mullen. They've got two Mullen. Aye, sorry, Mullen, McMullen, and Mullen. Aye. It's all much a muchness in that that lineup. Um, I thought Dundee were excellent. Like, I, I don't like. I thought Motherwell were poor, but uh, Dundee were well worth well worth the win. It, it could have been more because the, the Kelly made a couple of good saves as well. 
Aye, Another goal came into it a wee bit at the end when it was 3 nothing, but I think we spoke about it before. It's easy to start coming into games when, oh, aye, I mean, that's just when it's already over. I'd find players for that, to be honest. But they talk about, like, uh, Graham Alexander. I mean, he's a bit marmite, Graham Alexander. You know, he gets a lot of credit, but then he's, you know, he's, he's quite happy. He, I mean, he gets, you know, sent off almost every second week. Uh, <laughs> And he was absolutely raging after the game. I mean, what do you think of him in terms of his impact at Fort Park? I think um, overall he's done a pretty good job considering where he took over for him. They weren't in a good place when Robinson left. I think when he first came in, I think we spoke about on here that we both seen him in that um, Salford documentary. Salford. Salford, I just um, alienated sorry, Salford. a fucking massive amount of people by saying that, by the way. I know, I, was a mis- yeah. I know it's offered, sorry, apologies. Just though Stephen um, Robinson, he's not recovered from battering his girlfriend on Waverley Bridge, is he? <laughs> well, um, allegedly. Um, oh, fucking, but, it's not how I got news for you. <laughs> um, but I, Alexander came in and that done pretty well, I think, considering the, the nick they were in, and he's had a pretty big turnover of players as well. The, the, I think his biggest problem is having consistent there, though. Like, the turned in forms like yesterday and when the 0-6-1 at home... Uh, to Rangers and but then they, they turned hearts over quite comfortably the other week like it must be frustrating for a, a fan's point of view to be play so well one week and so poorly the next well that's I mean you know I've asked football players about that about you know levels of consistency and, and they all say the same thing it just means they're not good enough you know it's not about, I, I it's not think about it's, but... they, they play you know badly it's just the fact that that's what they're capable of and every so often they'll play slightly better but do you think the mm-hmm. Hearts result the, fought the previous week kind of put them into a false sense of security got to Dane's Park? Aye, I think it may well have done. Um, I think as well, though, like, what I'd quite like if, if he was my manager is he does get sent off a lot, but he's, he seems pretty honest and straightforward. He never tries to lie about performances or anything like that. I think he, mm. he's usually quite honest if they've been poor and is happy to sort of have a wee dig at his own players. I, I think fans... And even players like that kind of honesty. So I can see him being a, the kind of guy that will be quite popular amongst Motherwell fans. I mean, it's I. Uh, I mean, I think Motherwell's crowds have increased in the Alexander era and um, they certainly get up for it at games. But it's interesting. I mean, I think he's he's, he, he's a strong character um, and he's no kind mm-hmm. of feared to sort of, you know, uh, go for it in games, which is a rarity in Scottish football. But he's wanting to keep a close eye on, I think. Um, I think, you know, I mean, he's not the best player in the world, but he seemed to have a decent international career and all the rest of it, and so he has to have something about him. Aye, I think he had that kind of stealiness he had. He came through the lower leagues and ended up being a Premier League player quite late in his career. Mm. He's maybe got that same kind of drive and determination as a manager as well, just to keep right. plugging away after a couple of sort of bad, what spells that weren't great for him. But he seems to be he seems to be doing a really good job up there, because if they finished top six... I think that's a good season for them. Well, especially, I, I mean, especially they need a bit of stability because they just keep turning over players every summer, and you can't keep fucking doing that, expecting just to eventually that will catch up with you. But okay, uh, Craig Gordon FC two St Mirren no, uh, <laughs> still not taking the knee fairs. Now the story this week was that it's a foundation of hearts that's behind this. Is it? I've not, yeah. I've not heard that. Aye, well, the, Bobby Nielsen also mentioned it at the weekend there. Uh, as to why it was happening. So, I mean, what what's it? I mean, all right, I can you can't answer for the foundation arts, but it just looks horrific. I'm not a fan. I've said I've said multiple times I'd prefer we took the knee, but I guess if they've spoke about it within the changing room and that's the decision they've came to, and that's the players 
came up with. If it is, if it's coming from an external source, that's news to me. I've not heard that it's the Foundation of Hearts that are asking for that. So I'm not sure why they would ask for that. Well, but um, uh, Yorkshire Cricket Club. I don't think there's ingrained racism. I think uh, well, within you the see, club. I'd, I'd, li- I'd love to hear anybody explain why they didn't do it though. What is the reason why you wouldn't do it? Well, the reason that they gave it at the start of the season was that they're standing against racism, which I don't agree with because I don't think it... I, I've said that before, I don't think it is, but if that's the reason, and they said it was agreed with the, the players, I don't see... If that's the players' choice, I don't really see how we can force them to do it. Because well, that, that kind of thing's got to come for the players that well, want to do it. Well, I see, I disagree with that. If the players were being overtly racist in the language or their behaviour, you could stop them doing that. And that's true. I mean, but they need to come out. But, and but see not why taking the knees, not being racist. So, well, what is it then? Well, it, it's, they're taking. They're according to him, they're showing solidarity in their own way. But I don't. They're know not if, showing uh, any solidarity because they're just standing on a fucking football pitch. That's not showing solidarity. I but we done it last season. I don't know if they maybe thought it lost impact or whatever within the changing room. It's the players' choice. So I don't. Right. I don't so, know. But see. No, see me, to me, you're not treating this as serious as it should. I mean, this is a massive issue. And the bottom line here is, standing on a football pitch is no showing solidarity against racism. fact of the matter is, this is not about anti-racism. This is about Black Lives Matter. And standing on a football pitch doesn't say, I support Black Lives Matter. Standing on a fo- football pitch says, I don't support Black Lives Matter. <laughs> but that's they're claiming it's no, and that that's their reason for it. I'm not saying. I, I've but they didn't make the rules here. No, but so I'm saying, who made the judge and jury? Everybody knows where the protest came from. It came from uh, people in America protesting against the brutality of the police force and the murders and all that kind of thing, and people like Kaepernick and NFL and all the rest of it. It's no doing to us or me to say, oh, I I'm going to do my own fucking form of protest. Can what I mean? Well, but other clubs do it and other nations do it as well. I'm not saying there's right or wrong. Well, but that's two wrongs to make a right, though, did it? No, that, no, I'm not saying and that. And, and, the other clubs, and the clubs that do it, and the clubs that didn't do it, by the way, they get highlighted. You know, your hungries and all that kind of thing. They get highlighted as being, you know, ridiculous. I, I, but I think Hungary are genuinely doing it because, for different reasons, like they, they openly boo black players and whatnot. I don't think that's the same right, thing. Okay, they, but, they're doing it for... but, the, but you don't know what the reasons are that the Hearts players are not doing it because the message they're sending out is we didn't give a fuck. That's the message they're sending out. I've never seen one Hearts player come out and say, by the way, we didn't agree with taking the knees, but we, also, we do agree with Black Lives Matter or whatever. And I'm just saying that this is becoming one of these things. You'll never get highlighted in Scotland because there's so many bigots and racists in this country anyway. But when they're not doing that, that's, the, the message they're sending out is we didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but I, I, they said at the start of the season it was a decision the players took within that? the dressing room. Who said that? I think it was Nielsen said it at the start of the season. That it was a, it was a see, decision taken by the, the players. The point, right? The, the, they have no right whatsoever to say we are not doing it that way. We're doing it this way because that's not what it is. You know, if you if you put an appeal for a missing person or whatever and people say, this is what we're all doing, you, try, you didn't fucking turn around and say, oh, by the way, I'm going to date my way. You go with the fucking flow. But it has to be a collective or it messes as they go through. <laughs> but there's teams all over the world that aren't doing it anymore. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying, I'd, I'd prefer hearts to do it. 
Sorry, and I'll guarantee you every one of these teams that are only doing it are doing it for the fucking reasons that are wrong. But it might, it might well be the Hearts are doing it for reasons that are wrong, but the players believe that that's how they should how they should contribute to it. And I don't think... But they're actually, not contributing they should be. What are they contributing I, to? I, I, I don't know, but there's, there's players... That, there are black players and stuff in that changing room as well that have agreed to the same thing. So I, I, I doubt that it's a, but, a case of... Well, they don't think it's you, a worthy you, cause. You're assuming that. You've not actually heard any of them say that. I've not heard any of them say that they agree with that. Well, but they're, they're doing it as well. They're not, they're not taking any of themselves. I mean, the representative of uh, Players of Colour in Scotland, Marvin Bartley, has urged everybody to do it. So I, I, I don't know what you want me to say because I think it should well, be Well, I think it. you should be saying... You're a film agent. This should be an issue. It doesn't seem... The thing that really disturbs me about this is it doesn't seem to be an issue with Hertz fans. I don't think it is. I think they think it's the players... No, I, 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 I totally disagree with that. I think there's a, quite a few people, no a majority, but quite a few people who are quite happy for them not to take the knee. Probably, but then you go that kind of fan at most clubs. Like how many? Exactly, how many... but the, the players have to understand that by not doing it, they are bowing down to the people. And I don't I, know. I, I don't know if anybody think it's the most impact or whatever over the, over the course but, of the period. But but see again, that's just a completely fucking false argument. How can Hertz players decide it's lost impact? I'll tell you how it well, maintain, how maintains impact if people keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. You're not going to change culture or start a revolution overnight. No, but I, I get that, right? But at the same point, you've got guys like Les Ferdinand saying it completely lost impact and there's no point. But let, uh, well, no, well, I don't think Les Ferdinand said that. What he was talking about was the gesture politics. He showed racism the red card, which is what he's against. I.e. standing with a fucking car and all the rest of it. That's it. This is not about racism. This is about Black Lives Matter. And that's what but, they want people to do. But I think it, it was 100% about Black Lives Matter. But over the, the course of the period where, like the England players over the summer, they, they came out and said it's strictly not about politics they or can, Black I couldn't give two fucks what England players say. They didn't, they didn't run the Black Lives Matter movement. Of course they didn't, but I'm talking about the fact that it gets diluted because you've got massive players saying it's not about that. Yeah, well, it's exactly. About this. That's my point. That's when it becomes diluted. Not when people fucking take the knee. That's not when it becomes diluted. It becomes diluted when they fucking try and preface it to fucking appease the bigots and racists. <laughs> and what I'm, I'm saying, my point not. Okay, but what my point is, you as a hair supporter should be taking the club to task on this. Simple as that. Another thing you should be taking the club task is uh, the holiday penalty yesterday that wasn't given what one? holiday penalty yesterday I don't think it what one? I, I can't even remember a clean uh, he fucking caught the ball in the box I don't think that was I don't maybe I've not actually seen it back I, I oh, watched the, the goal no but like, I don't think it was what, so what right okay when ball comes in he puts his hand up and clears it what's no penalty about that uh, was that, I, I don't think I can't remember it being like a it was a cross came in right aye and he cleared it with his hand his hand's outstretched I don't think it was it, I didn't remember it being particularly outstretched maybe it was I don't think it was oh, fucking hell and he bothered about the one we never got at the end where the boy basically caught it that was offside it wasn't offside that's what was Mackay had to sh- Mackay no the one that was one that, for offside no it wasn't because the game played on I'm telling you, he got pulled back for offside. But how can, I don't really, think how can you turn around and say, right, okay, that's a penalty, but the Hardy one, which I've not seen either, is not a penalty? 
I'm not, I'm not saying I'm saying you're the one that pulled it up, so I'm, I'm asking, did you think that was a penalty? I'm only asking you. No, I didn't think it was a penalty. That's the truth, because it was offside. Neither did I think the Shaughnessy was a red card. I don't think the Shaughnessy was a red card either. I, I think he's put his hands around him. I think it's a foul. I don't think it's a yellow card. I have to say, I didn't even think it was a foul for the second goal. I mean, that was really soft. Ah, no, I thought that was a, that's a definite foul. For, for what? the free kick. What's, how is that a definite foul? Because it, because it is. He's not got any of the ball. He's not got any of the ball. What, what, what are you talking about now? I, I, have you, are you thinking about the same thing here? But and what, like, what tackle are you talking about here? The one that led goal? to the free kick for the second goal. Aye, I don't think it was a, I thought it was a free kick. For what? What, what did he do wrong? Well, he, well, how did they not foul him? Uh, because he never touched him. He did touch him though. I'm, well, I'm saying it looked, it looked very much like that. Jesus, have you actually looked at anything? But did you you take your at the game yesterday? No. I mean, this was, was like fucking front and centre, all the coverage and all the pre-match stuff. Sorry, post-match stuff about fucking Jim Goodwin was going off his fucking nut about it. All. Jim Goodwin goes off his nut about fucking everything though. Oh god. Anyway, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I guess we're very lucky to win this game. Or do you got to disagree with that or not? No, no, I think we're very good at all. We're good for about half an hour. I think after we scored, we're Miles a better team, but it took well, 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 Roda a lot. What? Miles a better team? After we scored, aye. What about the chances that Murn had? What about the saves that Craig Gordon made? Some incredible saves. Aye, they were, before, they were before the goal. The vast majority of them all came in a 10 minute spell. You can't say they're by far the better team. No, I'm no, I'm no sooner by far. That's what you just said. I said after we scored, I thought we dominated. After that, we took the confidence for it. Dominated. Up until that point, I thought we were shite. And I think, I think Gordon, I mean, Gordon kept us in the game. Made, he still made a couple of good saves after that. Ah, Gordon kept us in the game, especially at 0-0 No, no, I, I'm I saying after made, that, he still made a couple of good saves. Aye, but then so did Anwick after that. I think we had as many chances as him. Aye, but you're the one that was seen here's completely dominated the game, aren't you? I think if those killed are completely... I, I, I did not say we dominated the game. I said I thought we I, dominated no, no, after going up. But I, I, mean, I think it was an even game. And I think St Murn would be, you know, pretty sort of um, damned for no taking at least a point with the game. I think they'll be disappointed, but it's probably about the same problem with St Murn is... They were, had a very good shape about them and they got good chances and they never took them. Like that's it's a bit an issue for them all season. I, I think they looked a really well drilled team and everybody knew their job, and they and they caused us some. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of the chances came through pretty direct stuff, but then there's nothing wrong with that at all. And I think um, they'll be disappointed with the finishing for some of the job because as good as they got the saves were for Gordon, I think they should have scored at least a couple of them. Well, it does seem that uh, the Hertz are in a big mess. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, obviously, Nielsen at the end, as usual, fucking getting involved and all the rest of it. I mean, he, he must have his own fucking suite in the fucking at Hamden. Ah, he just seems to get involved in far too much, to be honest. He's got to try and fucking stop doing that and because he's become way, a target as well. Obviously, you've no been doing your research, but once again, interviewed after the game with Brian McLaughlin. <laughs> he gets interviewed with Brian McLaughlin every single week. I tell you, because that's who he's the only person he gets interviewed over. That's what he said. I, 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 I don't know you said that before. pissed off at the BBC about some interview that he'd done with, I can't remember who it was, but that's, 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 
the guy's just. I mean, I think the guy. Has he said that? Has he actually said that openly though? Or is that like no, no, no. He's, he's of course, he's not said it openly. He's fucking, he can't say anything openly. But you just watch it. Every time he gets put in castle, Brian McLaughlin interviews him. That's what he does. Okay, speaking of racists and uh, horrible cunts, Ross County won, Dun United won. Um, again, nonsensical refereeing. Aye, aye, you talk about the red card? Clark. For Clark. Um, aye, um, I think the, fir- the first one, I can see why it's given, but I don't think he's actually made that much contact on him. I think he thinks he's pulled on back, but I don't think he actually does that much. The second one is just gone for a header. I don't really see what he's done wrong or how he's meant to jump. How do you jump without lifting your arms? It's not like he's smashed into the back of the guy. Just a farce. Um, I mean, referees here are getting away with murder because of the lack of, not just the lack of accountability, but there's obviously the VAR. I believe there's still eight clubs against it in the top flight, so there's no chance of fucking going through the now. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a farce and we're just supposed to put up I mean we're still not anywhere near at the worst fucking decision of the weekend but we'll get there um, and on the soap team of course Mike Baldwin scored the equaliser for uh, Ross County um, <laughs> it was, I think it was fully deserved as well like they, they looked miles a better team I think United scored kind of against the play Dundee United are fading right now people have worked out how to play yeah. against them and um, there's no plan B and this is weird. Aye, it, it, looked like it, it looked like it was thoroughly deserved at least a point for County. Mm-hmm. Um, Seagrass made a few good saves. Um, that one cleared off the line early doors. And I think when they found themselves behind and the man doing, they were probably probably feeling a bit hard done by. So I think getting that late equaliser was was fully deserved. And I think you're right. I think United, they're still, they're still picking up the odd good result, but the consistency seems to have died off a bit with them. Um, and I know this will infuriate you now. St Johnston 1, Hibs 2. I thought Hibs were brilliant. I thought they fully deserved the points, I. Uh, St. Johnson's point of view, Bryson's a fucking idiot. I don't care what he's on to get in the two. Mm, an experienced player. That, that, that's madness. Two Hibs, bookings that close together, and like, they were I mean, both bookings as well. He can't even have a complaint. Hibs were unfortunate to go one doing, obviously, a bit uh, bad luck. Nisbet looks like he's back to himself again. And considering, he definitely looks much improved considering the players that were through, he really did sort of shoulder the responsibility. Um, good equaliser, you know, a couple of other goals, which unfortunately sports scene didn't have enough cameras at the game to say, you know, is it offside or? Uh, like, I think I found the first one bizarre that it was off. Like they only showed one replay and it was for behind the goals, but at the other end. Like, how are you meant to tell if he's offside for that or not? Hopeless. Um, good winner by Murphy incredible turn by Scott Allen ah, it was excellent for Allen and, and well taken by Murphy it's interesting that actually because it's what two goals in the last seven minutes I think they, they mm. scored mm-hmm. if if they hadn't came back and won that game or even got a point of it it would have been very interesting to see the mood around, around Easter Road like I know they won the semi last week but I think Knives would have started to come out for, for Ross given the, I mean, the I Ross County defeat. I, I just can't really... see I can't see Ross being sacked before the cup final. I just cannot see no, that. No, neither neither can I, but if they'd host that on the back of losing Ross County against ten like, like ten men St Johnston, I think they would have been in trouble. Aye. But I mean the measure of them's gonna come on Wednesday when they play Safeco at home and they've got Dodge and Boyle back, you know, they've won the game on Saturday, um you know the Huns will be desperate for revenge. They'll be right out about them straight away, and it'll be up to Hibs to kind of stand up to that. If they then mm-hmm. get a result there, then I think 
Ross is pretty much safe for the time being. Um, but we shall see. I, I think so. It'll take, it'll take a big bit of pressure off him. I think it's, just quickly on St Johnston as well, it's, it's the same old story. They just look so lacklustre up front. Like they look, again, relatively decent shape and everything, but and there's maybe got to be a question about whether Davidson can actually change games as well because it seems to be the same story every week for them and they're, they're, they're no able to score goals at all. Aye, well, we'll see. I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, they weren't that great at the start of last season. Look what happened. So, um, on to today, Livy won safe go free. Didn't see a thing of this game. Not really that fucking bothered about it at all. Do you know anything about it? Uh, I only, I've only seen the goals. Um, it looked a pretty straightforward win. Livingston didn't look up too much at all, to I mean, be honest. You know, no, I, what do you think about Martindale's comments before the game about talking about how big a bigger honey is and all the rest of it basically I, I honestly never seen him say that and that's pure if he's came out and said that for a game against them how, so, how much a fan he was when Van Bronckhorst was in the old co-team cool I'm not really sure what it's no, I don't know how does, but, how does that help inspire these no, players or whatever it's basically fanboy, fanboying yeah, it's, it's no good um, aye so let's face it no concentration in them um, Celtic 2 Aberdeen 1 now first of all Jota is playing out his skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, great performance today. Celtic one up, absolutely cruising, and then a, another honest mistake by Kevin Clancy, who gave a penalty for a blatant dive by David Bates. I've I've not seen it because it's three o'clock. It's one of them where he's coming across the box. A badder's coming towards him, and then when Abada sees him, he stops, providing clear daylight between him and Bates, and then Bates goes down. People can say he's expecting the challenge, he's buying the challenge. Very similar to one, I don't know if you remember it, about four years ago, Celtic at Ross County, when Don Robertson gave a penalty to Ross County, and there was just no contact whatsoever. Um, and so are you, are you saying Bates, sorry, are you saying Bates stopped waiting for contact and it never came and he still got there? And then dived. Okay. I've not seen it, but um, I mean, it's you know, there's there's clear daylight between the players. I mean, you know, if you're sitting in the stand, you know, you might think, oh, he's obviously just fucking clipped him or whatever. But when you're the referee standing three yards, and what really annoys me about this is that Clancy could not wait to fucking give the fucking penalty. There wasn't even a moment's hesitation in it, and you know, you can. A simple, I mean, that's what he's for. I mean, I've been at games with fourth officials that give penalties, give advice, and so on and so forth. You'll see it. Bates goes across the box. He sees a badder coming. A badder sees him coming, so a badder stops. He keeps going, dives, and goes down. Gets a fucking penalty. And that changed the, the flow of the game, obviously, because all, I mean, Aberdeen had fucking done absolutely nothing in the game at that point. Um, and then they obviously they got a bit confidence to that. They had a wee spell. Now it was a wee bit soap start. I don't know if you're aware, but I mean Ramirez clattered Joe Hart in the first couple of minutes, which led to about a seven or eight minute delay. But it looked like Hart wasn't going to be able to continue. I I did I did hear that about the game, but I mean, the, Hart I think caught the ball. He caught the ball and then he just came straight into him for the side, the left hand side, and I think he sort of caught him the side of the head, side of the face, side of the arm. And it's sort of like, you know, he was kind of dazed and confused and sort of, you know, oh, and then he got up and then he got back down and all that kind of thing. You're thinking, oh, and then Scott Bain got stripped and you're fearing the worst and whatever. 
But after all that, I don't think Ramirez was even spoken to, which again just fueled the things. And it was so. Was many... it? Do you, do you think it was a deliberate challenge? It wasn't just a oh, clash or anything. I, I, I mean. He, it wasn't even a 50-50 or anything like that. He came into the side of him after he'd caught the ball. Mm. And it was obvious Aberdeen... Another Aberdeen tactic, right? And I, again, I don't know if they'll show this on sports scene or whatever, right? Every single time we go near their box and one of their players went down, you know, like one of their defenders, defender. And it, I mean, it got to the point where it was like, this is getting beyond a fucking joke. I mean, it really was. I mean, they had obviously had um, a sort of plan to be physical and what have you and all the rest of it, but... In terms of creating, they did absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> second half, you know, uh, Celtic started off well, and then of course, kind of karma hit Aberdeen, where uh, McCarthy played a great ball through to Abada. Um, he hit the shot. Lewis saved it. Johnny Hayes rolled to him. He tried to clear it. McGregor jumped up to block it, and it hit off him went in the net. <laughs> um, I think half the goon didn't even see it, to be honest. Because they're all kind of oohing and aahing about Abada missing the, the chance one on one. They're kind of, kind of that way where folk look at their mates and go, oh, for fuck's sake, and all that. And the next thing, the ball's in the net, and McGregor's running a bit daft. Um, these games are difficult, and, and I'll tell you why because, you know, um, do, you, do you think Hearts are a top club? A top in what? In, in, what in Scotland? Well, what I'm saying is, top clubs, right, and top players win games like that, right? You've just come away from Leverkusen, hard, hard shift over there and all that, right? You're coming into a game against Aberdeen, they're fresh, you know, they're all the rest of it. And you're 1-0, going into the second half, and you're like, you know, there's 50-odd thousand people a wee bit nervous, kind of, a wee bit of tension mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing. And I've seen games that they can, they can slide away from you, the games, and you get more and more frustrated mm-hmm. and angry and that. But they managed to find the way to win. And that's been something that I think has changed a wee bit with Celtic in the last two or three weeks. They're starting to grind out near results. Um which is important obviously when you're when you're going for leagues. My only concern, really no concern, frustration is we've no fucking quite found a way to really get the top impact for Kyogo. You know, we're, he's playing through the middle now, and we're playing two wingers who are running to the byline and crossing it in. And most of the time, they're crossing it in high. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's wanting it low, obviously. I mean, the guy's work effort, work ethic, and his team working for the team's fucking phenomenal. I mean, he's literally all over the place. You know, pressing people and 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 you know, nicking ball people and all that kind of thing. But they need to find a way to have bigger impact. Um, and it's funny. Like, I think as well to talk about that thing about grinding out wins is like I think it was noticeable. It was up at Pitodry. It looks like that was a turning point for Celtic right. exactly season. that. Aye, I mean, if, if you'd drawn that game, it was a continuing a pure running away. I from. mean, towards the end, Aberdeen got a corner, and it was one of them with corner. It was swinging away for the goal, and I can't. I don't know what Aberdeen player it was. He did it back, and it looked like it was got to loop right in. But Juranovic was on the line to knock it over. Mm-hmm. Heart had jumped over but kind of missed it and that, these, are, these are the sort of things where game intelligence starts to come into it because you get so many managers who don't want people on posts and all that now and all the rest of it and you know but yeah, you've still got to go I need to be on the post to fucking you know knock this away kind of thing so these, these things kind of matter um, did you know I once fucking got, bought a forced ticket at Pitordi you bought a forced ticket uh, I was talking about this today with a guy trying to rekindle a story this morning I was 16, 
and um, it was November 1990, and I was never had a ticket for Pataudry, right, because this is when they were at a premium, you know, um, you just got the beach end and stuff like that, and uh, well, they still are at a premium, actually. The week before, we'd got beaten the cup final with the Huns, um, Paul Elliott scored for us, anyway, so we right up there, can use your early doors and all that, and for some reason, well, actually, I know the reason, because I probably couldn't get into a pub, I was in a bookies, right, mm-hmm. and um this guy come up to me and goes, are you looking for a ticket? And he went, and I says, aye, aye. And he was like, ah, eh, I've got one here I can give you for a tenner. Now, at the time, face value was about three quid, right? Okay. And I was kind of talking to my mate about this, saying, you know, can you imagine if somebody said to you for next week or whatever, I've got a ticket for you for Tanadice. It's, it's 90 quid. He's <laughs> <laughs> right, no bother me. I'll see you later again. Because that's what you're talking about, three times the value. So I never had the, the, the dough to cover it, basically. But this guy called Charlie McFadden was in the bookies, right? Now, I don't know why he was there. Because as I say, I was talking to his son about this. Because Charlie's uh, no longer worse. He wasn't a gambler. So it was kind of weird why he was even there. But he was like, no, I'll give you a ten. I'm bother, kind of thing, right? And I can't remember what fucking story this boy gave me about why it had to be a ten or not. Hey, but I got it. So you're fucking chuffed and all the rest of it. Anyway, gets up to Pataudry behind the old beach end. And go to the turnstile, guys, like, that's a fucking forgery. What? You know? So fucking devastated, obviously, eh? So I'm literally standing there, fucking, outside the beach, in three o'clock on the Saturday. What the fuck am I got today? 16-year-old. Next thing, this postman came up to me, and he's like, ah, um, did you just have a false ticket there? And I was like, aye. Because I never even thought, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about, oh, we might go, right, you're nicked, or something like that, can I? Just like, aye. Anyway, um, would you recognise the boy... Who sold you? And I went, eh, probably. Right, come with me. So he took me inside the ground, into the beach end, walked all the way down the stairs, along, and then all the way back up. To be honest, I didn't think I would have recognised the boy. Do you know what I mean? But it was just like, aye, aye. So when I got to the top, I was thinking, oh, he's just got to go right now, fuck off, kind of thing. And he went, um, do you know where your mates are? And I went, eh, you know, like that. And I turned round, and there was Charlie McFadden standing there. The same boy that gave me the tenner, eh? I was like, fuck it, yeah, there, they're there. And uh, he's like, right, no bother, and, and you go. And I was like, fucking, that's it. So, Charlie was like, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. Because at that point, it wasn't like all seated, it was, but it was benches, so it wasn't like you had a specific seat or anything. Mm-hmm. And I told him what had happened, eh? And he was like, fucking hell. And it sort of all hit me, and he was like, oh, here, didn't worry about the tenner. You know, like obviously, because you know that was I was sixteen. That was a lot of money, fucking for, for a sixteen year old. And so I remember, like, thinking, fucking hell, this is amazing. Like, I've, I've the fate, how fates conspired to get me in, and it's no cost me the, you know, the tenor that I would probably wouldn't have, and would be fucking chasing for weeks and all that kind of thing. And I'm with somebody I know, and it's everything great. Anyway, we got gubbed three now, and <laughs> we honestly could have got beat ten that day. Um, it was one of the first times. Just talking about the offsides. Where if you ever look this up, anybody that's listening, Robert Connors about fifteen hundred yards offside, and he runs back past I think it's Jim Bet who runs into score, and it's weird the way they, they cross over like Ken, yeah. um, and I remember everybody was like oh my god we're fucking shit and all that but yeah, you know you couldn't wait to get back up to Petardry but aye it was. Uh, I was thinking about that. Can you time. imagine as well like the police team that they were just letting you no. in to say what the fuck. I mean, I was, I mean, I genuinely like. I remember standing. I can still see the steps up and that behind the goal. 
because obviously the beat chains what they sit in now with Richard uh, mm. Donald stand or whatever it is. Um, I was going to say the Richard Gordon stand there. I don't fucking. Um, <laughs> I genuinely never had a clue what I was going to do because it wasn't on the telly. You know, Saturday three o'clock. You know, the bus is parked at the fucking Beach Boulevard, and you're not going to be on that for two and a half hours because the drivers never ever stayed on the fucking bus. They just fucked off somewhere. Eh? It's pushing rain, you know, November, and um, but I. Fucking bizarre, but I, I, that's that was my training thought this morning going into that um, Aberdeen game. Uh, speaking of the Celtic game, the uh, big big protests today, before, during, and after the game. I don't know if you were aware that the Green Brigade stayed in the ground um, today. No, after I've never seen that reported. No. Protesting against Bernard Higgins. Now, rather than me sort of go through the whole fucking rigmarole of this, as an outsider, what do you make of this? I find honestly, I find it bizarre that there's such an opposition against it. Mm. Like fans are fans as a fan base are very rarely united in anything. You'll have people sticking up for some decisions and some against it. But looking in, it looks like everybody's against disappointment. Mm. And obviously, the boy was a bit of a, a bit of a prick, maybe right. an understatement. But you know what I mean in terms of how he, he openly had disdain for football fans mm. in general before. And for the club's point of view. The club have been getting so much stick for their own support about how they're no interested mm. in the fans' view and they're, they're arrogant in terms of what they It just looks like such a fucking easy win mm-hmm. to say, look, we've heard you, he's not getting appointed. And the fact that they're digging their heels in makes it ten times worse. It's like they're openly just saying, Aye. we'll make a decision and you'll take it because we can. The context, the context of this is Ronnie Hawthorne, brother Ronnie Hawthorne and Jamie Church, the two security people say like are retiring at Christmas. And so there's a, obviously a vacancy for this. Um, Ian Bankier described it as well. Health and safety in the stadium is important. <laughs> this is a guy who who had targeted people, you know, within the Green Brigade, and I'm sure other supporters as well, both at their work and at their house. You know what I mean? Which meant people lost their jobs and, and horrendous fucking stuff and all the rest of it. Um, but you know, they, these people live in a kind of establishment bubble, so they didn't think that these things are in me. The, the 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 protests that you're seeing now in terms of the banners and all that are merely the tip of the iceberg, right? Because what p- people are saying to Celtic is, if you appoint this man, excuse me, we're not going to comply with anything. We're not going to talk to you. We're not going to go to meetings. We're not going to listen to your stewards, your police or whatever. We're just going to cause absolute mayhem. And I believe that will happen. Um, the messages went out, you know, right across the board. You've seen statements and letters that have been out, you know, with the Celtic Trust and Celtic Shared and all that, that has the backing of supporters, you know, associations and clubs right around the world. Um, and it is, you're right. The, the issue, of course, is that, you know, like Peter Lawwell, like Dermot Desmond, Dean Banker and all that people, these people feel like weak. they're weak if they give in to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, Dermot Desmond has never forgiven fans for protesting you know, last season. And, you know, it's because they live with an attitude of who are you to tell me anything. No. But even even that attitude about, like, security is important, like, <laughs> obviously it is, but you, you couldn't get anybody else to, to fill that uh, role. Like. Well, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. And But, you know, I would say that hopefully this is the beginning of something. I mean, we saw the... Uh, scenes at the Bayern Munich AGM, which for me were very, very inspiring. Um, to see people just saying, nah, we're not having this. We're not having fucking deals with Qatar and all the rest of it. 
we'd have bombed mm-hmm. this with a football club, you know what I mean? Bayern Munich, I've got a real soft spot that I've seen many times, um, are one of the big clubs in the world that have, have incredible roots and have an incredible history. You know, they, they were basically um, persecuted under the Nazis because they had a big Jewish following and all that kind of thing and weren't even admitted to the German Bundesliga in the 60s when it started. Um, 1860 Munich was actually um, put in before them. Such was, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, all right, they're a big super club now and all the rest of it, I understand that, but they do things right. You know, they keep the season ticket prices low. They employ legends at the club, Rummenigal or Can or that kind of thing. And it was heartening to see their fans just stand up and say, nah, I'm not having, I'm not having this. End mm-hmm. of the fucking story. Um, which is good. But it'll be interesting to see what happens because it is... I suppose the one thing Celtic have got in their favour here is they've never actually officially announced they're going to employ Bernard again, so they could just sweep it under the carpet if they wanted, I guess. But we'll keep a close eye on that. Um, Only the Championship, I know it was the Scottish Cup this weekend, but they had another great victory. Quite frankly, Paul, it looks like the Campbells are coming. <laughs> it's starting to look like it's a possibility. Two points off the, the top of the league is a, an absolutely phenomenal return for them. And some of the wins they've had as well against Inverness, Kilmarnock. I mean... It's it's phenomenal. They're a part-time team. To be punching that high, high above their weight is... There's a, there's a few some thi- achievement. There's a few things that Campbell has said in the last couple of years. He says, I'm a better manager now than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Because of the experience. Um, we, we all saw the famous sort of documentary thing where the guy, one of his players, said something and then he turned into his brother and went, did you hear me ask him for an opinion? <laughs> you know, and so on and so forth. We've mentioned several times on this show that it is absolutely brilliant that Dick Campbell has two weeks in Dubai written in his contract in the middle of January and his brother takes over in the meantime. I know. Okay. I mean, to me, that is the equivalent of you saying to your wife, I'm going on holiday for two weeks, Chris is going to come and stay here in that time. Can what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, it's so like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I think there would be an absolute breathy fresh air in the top flight. Well, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if they'd done the unthinkable and, and got promoted. Because Campbell's already said multiple times he's not interested in going full time again. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's got a good business outside. Yeah. Him and his brother have got a good business outside the game. And surely, if they got promoted, they'd have to go full time, right? Like you, you can't you can't compete at that level with part time players and whatnot. Mm. So. Would he kind of change his whole ethos or would he stick to it and, and maybe go to a different club? Because surely even he'd fancy the, the, a crack at it, you know what I mean? But it, it would be uprooting uh, his whole life at that age. It's a massive thing. It'd be great. I mean, they've got Rab Douglas here and all. Um, Rab mm-hmm. Douglas is a bit of a character, an absolute gentleman and a guy. One of the biggest guys I've ever seen in football. Like, I don't know if you've ever been close to Rab Douglas, but he is an absolute giant. I actually yeah. have, like, I passed him in a, a bar once and he, I, I felt like I was walking past a fucking brick wall. The guy aye. was absolutely huge. His I mean, hands as well. Like, aye, I mean, he's like that now. I saw him once in his prime doing it at Tottenham. We were playing in a friendly and, and uh, he was doing his warm-up and then somebody, he knew somebody in the crowd and he was, like, talking to him. And the guy he was talking to was right next to me. I never knew the guy. Either. And Douglas was there and he was pouring his sweat. He was like the fucking... He was like Ivan Drago. Can you <laughs> what I mean? Um... It's like fucking hell, but it would be great to see them. You know, because we need we need characters. You know, yeah, I've nothing against really anybody personally in the league in terms of managers, but some of them you need a personality. 
you know, Posse Coglu's a good personality. Um, after that, I mean, you're starting to scratch about, really, you know, fucking Stephen Glass, you know, it doesn't exactly light up a room, um, you know, Callum Davidson, and it's just, it's all a bit fucking monotone all the time, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I think you're probably not at the age where, you know, I'm at the age where, again, example, I was talking to somebody about a game, say, I played at Rugby Park about 10 years ago, and I just started thinking about how many times I'd beat at Rugby Park to watch Celtic and how many times, how many games I just moulded into one. You know, how do you distinguish between one and the next kind of thing? It's just, and you, so therefore you hear you hear the same cliches and the same bullshit and the same fucking, let's take the positives and all that fucking nonsense, like, you know, so for somebody like Campbell to come in, I think would be great. I mean, probably the last, I don't know if you would agree with this or maybe have another um, example. I think sometimes the last time with a character like him in the league was John Lambie. It could be, yeah, going back that first one that just didn't give a fuck. Right. It was so, so, so straight shooting. Um, it, it could well be somebody like that. Um, I, I struggle to find this, a better example. I mean, when I they had, I do you remember really the, the documentary they had with Lambie and Jerry Collins? And, and, and I've met Jerry Collins a few times. I think you met Jerry Collins at Celtic Park. I remember we had that quiz, Jerry Collins. I think, uh, was a... And, um, Jerry Collins is getting somebody dogs. Uh, sorry, John Lambie's getting somebody dogs abuse, and fucking giving it, giving it, giving it, and when the pitch, and then Jerry Collins gets up and fucking gives him it, and John Lambie turns around to Jerry Collins and goes, "Leave him alone, Jerry, for fuck's sake." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, John yeah, Lambie was... was a big, big fucking arms guy, you know what I mean? And Jerry Collins is a big, big Tim, obviously. Um, I, I, I think, think as I think as well though, like I was, I, the interview with Campbell I was listening to the other week, and he was actually talking about how difficult it is to. To get players in because he says they're the best part time team in the country by mm. a mile. Mm-hmm. He says I'm he says I'm biased, but he says we've got the best part time squad. He says at some point it's hard to keep getting these guys in because guys that are good enough will probably end up going professional. I, so I've actually, that, that aye. I mean, I've, I've wondered about how, and I don't know the answer to this, but in COVID times, right, part time players have all got jobs. How are they party two bubbles? <laughs> I, don't, I think that was a big problem at the start of it, wasn't Aye. it? Like when they were trying to bring it all back, mm. um, try to make sure that they weren't travelling with different people and things like that. But I kind of know what it means because you're going to, at some point, you're going to get a cap of the best players you can get for that kind of money Aye. who didn't have other interests outside football. And uh, it's, it's honestly amazing the job they've done in the last few seasons because they must look at it at the start of the season and say, Stay safe, stay safe in this league and that's a, a great result for us they're pretty much already safe I think as well like I know a guy um, I know a guy whose pal plays for them and he's actually booked a stag do for when the playoffs are so he's now shaking it in case, oh, <laughs> in case they make the end of the season playoffs because he's got to cancel that I wouldn't worry about that the way things are going Boris Johnson's got his stuff if it can't go on everywhere soon I think mm. um, ok now this is a hot topic uh, one that James Lenny contributed. But I thought we were getting a match report for James Lenny. Ah, he did, he did say he was going to send one in. Fucking so. prick. Um, but he did contribute to this. Cup final allocations. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he sent... I mean, I mean, people can argue whether this has any idea or not, but he sent a picture of the Hib support yesterday, which was, wasn't was great at Dermot Park, can be a St Johnson fan. As a supporter of a Diddy team, Paul, uh, <laughs> where do you stand on this kind of thing? As, I think it's a hard one when you look at like 
Hibs taking a terrible crowd to the semi. Not mm. terrible, but like, they were near good enough, right? To the semi, it's, it becomes harder to argue that they didn't deserve an equal split. My opinion is, normally, it should. I think it should start off as a 50-50 split, and if they can't sell it, other team can get get more because it's a neutral game a neutral venue and it's a one-off game I, I think it should start at 50-50 normally but it's hard to argue that when when, when they've not been to Hamden for like no had the chance to go to Hamden in person for a few years and that's still all they can take is like what 9,000 something like that ok well I'm, I, I didn't really I'm not really that bothered about this to be quite honest you know but I'm, I'll play devil's advocate right so what you're saying is Season ticket holders at Celtic should step down for people that have never set foot in Easter Road. Aye, effectively, because there's going to be season ticket holders at Celtic Park that miss you anyway if they get Aye. 25,000. Mm-hmm. And I think a cup final should be, if possible, and they can sell the allocation, should be as neutral as possible. So 50 50 split. What do you mean by neutral? neutral <laughs> it's no neutral. <laughs> No, but I'm saying it should be neutral. So 50-50 split's neutral, isn't it? Nobody's getting an advantage of that if they can both sell that well, do you think? Do you actually, like... Well, this is what I'm asking. Do you think it's an advantage to have mere supporters here? Yes, I think so. Aye. Because, for example, you know, we often hear, I talked about it earlier on, how you can turn the crowd against, you know, if there's mere opposition. And that can, and that can be hellish for some players. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I think the argument is the argument for the bigger supported team side is this is all about wanting tickets for people who didn't go to football matches, right? Now at the same time, I'm all for kind of making it as you know. I hesitate to use the word family final or any of that kind of stuff, but it should be mm-hmm. um, as much done to that as possible. Now I have to say. Where I do find a bit fucking hypocritical of Hibs trying to go down that line is the pricing that they insisted on does not encourage families. No, the pricing is quite frankly ridiculous. But forty-five and thirty-five pounds for right. tickets for adults—it's a fucking scandal. A I cup mean, final should never be about trying to maximise profit. It should be well, exactly. Unfortunately, it always is. Here's another thing, right? I say to you that you know I'd got a ticket for um, the South Stand for the St Johnston semi-final. And it so happened it was like, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a comfy seat, but it had like a plastic cushion thing on it, right? And that's the first time I've been in a South Stand for a long time, right? And it just mm. reminded me that, like all the cup finals, me, me and my son and that were based in the same spot in an off stand, everyone, right? That how close the toilets were and the catering was and all that kind of thing, as opposed to in the other stands where you're, if you're at the front, fucking honestly, mm. I mean, I'm not the fittest guy in the world by any stretch of imagination. If I'm at the front and I go up to the for a piss or whatever, my fucking legs are like jelly by the time I get to the top. I I, I mean that uh, we played you in the, the final when you beat us 2-1 a couple of years back and I was in row three mm-hmm. in the north stand and I thought I'm going to have to go for a, a, a pair. I was trying to have it in until half time and I'm going to have to go. fucking took forever to get up there. Like, I, I thought I had like plenty of time and the, the half time whistle went by the time I got to the top of the stairs. Aye. Hamden's a horrible... Day three stands are horribly designed, the, the ones in the boat. I actually think the ones in the south stands, like I sat there for the Israel game, and everything's better about it. The view and all that, like... But there's... So, I mean, the, the separate issue to that for me is how on earth did the SFA get away with building a stand for, like, the good and the great? And then... That, that's, that's the thing. That, it, it shows that that can be built. So why was it not built in other stands or in the regeneration or whatever? Mm. The other, other aspect of the tickets is, 
Um, and I would guess probably the game that you went through this more than any was the game Hertz played Gretna. I mean, mm. How many fans did Gretna have at the ground that day? I think it was only about 8,000 or something. Right. And that was quite a decent number for them. I think the whole town came up. Aye, so basically the whole fucking town, right? So Hertz have a problem in the sense of we need to get rid of these tickets, right? And in 2006, I would that I mean, say they've got 40,000 tickets or whatever, right? You know, they might not have thought. I think, if I'm correct in saying supporters could end up have to could actually buy four tickets. I honestly person. can't remember. I don't think there was like really strict limits. So. Aye, right, because they need to get rid of them because they did, they're mm. not set up to fucking sell that amount of tickets. You know what I mean? Hibs are having a general sale of cup final tickets, and that's with the allocation not being half. The Hamden, so. Again, is, is, is that a case it's alright for them to say we want half the tickets but in reality what they want is to get rid of the tickets really quickly? Possibly. Um, Hibs fans argue as well though that they've taken big crowds when they played like Ross County like bigger than 22,000 mm. when Ross County and when they played Kelly and uh, like they had another Livingston and stuff. Mm. Arguably they never worked to their advantage in most of these games because right. they ended up losing but um so they'll point to the fact that they can sell more than 22,000 as well. But, aye, if it's going to a general sale, again, that's when it becomes a bit harder if you're, if you're looking at it to say it's fully deserved. But, as I say, I, I think my default position should be that if possible, a team should get 50%. If they want it and they think they can sell it, get the chance to sell it before the, like, any unsold get released or whatever. But I think in that case, it should maybe be a really short window of sell these or they're getting taken off you. Well, I mean, I believe, like, I mean, certainly for... Um and I can only speak about the Celtic game, you know, the way St Johnson's tickets were sold was on standby, you know, section by section basis. So mm-hmm. that when they stopped, then the other ones could hence go to Celtic. So that's why Celtic ended up getting 45,000 tickets for the game. And there was a general sale um, above season ticket holders with Celtic, which is unheard of, you know, because again, it's about trying to get, I mean, it's a lot of tickets to get rid of in a short space of time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um in terms of the occasion, you know, it might add to the occasion. But I tell you, I spoke to a hibby, and we kind of touched on this last week, who said that he was actually not that bothered about the allocation on the basis that, in his words, we're only going to attract cunts that didn't go to games, haven't got a clue where they're sitting, where they're going, what they're doing, and we're not even the fuck out of us. Right. I think um, that tends to happen as well when you take bigger crowds than you normally do, is that you get folk just out for a day, Turn up right. steam and inevitably end up seeing folk fighting in that right. as well over fucking. Well, that's just what I was going to ask you. I mean, is that where at like Hertz games you'll see that the most when you've got like a huge support at Hamden or something like that? You'll see Aye, that well, there. Uh, whereas, like, say, say if we took twenty two thousand, I think you're less likely to see it because maybe sell eighteen thousand a week anyway, so it's not a kick in our self. But when when we played you at Murrayfield in the League Cup, I think we had thirty thousand or just mm. under. And my God, man, the state of some of the folk just fucking. Folk fighting each other and all that, it was just embarrassing to be honest. But and that was just I don't know if that's family. I don't know if that's the occasion. I don't know if that's the occasion in terms of folk just going out and getting far drunker than they probably ever would at a normal game or whatever. I, I think I think that's part of it, but I also think it's that they're a bit scared. You know Possibly. They, 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 they're, they're, it's not an environment they're used to and then all of a sudden they're going to an environment with this huge crowd and there's loads of folk who came what they're doing and what they're all about and you know, they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is a bit dodgy, I'm going to get pushed and feel more confident, mm. like, you know, but it's one for real. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where it'll stand, but 
um, hopefully it will be a good uh, game. And finally, as we discovered, uh, well, I discovered uh, O'Fair that you, you, this Christmas club money's went somewhere. We're almost into December, and what that means in Scottish football, it's no Santa on his sleigh, it's no festive cheer for the clubs and a wee dram as a thank you for your continued support. It's fucking games every five minutes. Why is that? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Like, I know, I know it's been like a traditional. It used to be that when you play the most games and it, it was traditionally that, that kind of busy period. Mm-hmm. But in this day and age, I really don't understand the need for it. Um, I think we've got six games in December and there'll be other teams with more. Like, I think you'll be out of a cup game. And you've got nine, now. And uh, it just feels... And I, and I, so we've got six in December, but obviously one in like, the second of January as well. Mm-hmm. So seven, really. And mm-hmm. a really short space of time. And I don't like. What's the point for my in my opinion? What's the point in having a winter break for three weeks, and then aye. squeezing all these games in that period? Mm. Just play through the winter break in that case and, and have then, it longer, aye, and then have midweek games as you come back and all the rest. Aye, of it. Because if you didn't squeeze these games, in, there's less needs for a break. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, players aren't stretched as much. Oh, right, well, Celtic here on Thursday, right? Thursday night, fucking Thursday night. That to me is basically saying suppose Don't bother coming. We're going to put it on the telly. We're going to put it on a Thursday night on in the in fucking December. Any ball coming? Just watch on the tail. That's what they're saying, right? I um, think so. I just didn't. I just didn't understand it at all. Why the, you know, it's the same way. You can fucking bet your bottom dollar every single year. We have midweek games, like two days or three days before the last day in January, when most working class people are brassic, right? They've mm. had to pay for their Christmas, and they've probably a lot of people get paid their wage. Ken, if they get paid monthly, they might get paid like the week before Christmas on December. Which means they didn't get in, get away to the end of January six weeks, and Scottish football goes. Oh, let's pile so many games in. I know what I what I've found weird as well is any time I've seen people argue like normal fans about um, against maybe trying trying summer football. They're like, oh, but what about like the Christmas period? It's great. It's it's great to have these really games. But what's great about it? Like it sounds like it's great. Oh, you have these games Aye. on Boxing Day and years. But for people who have families and that as well, Boxing Day and that aren't that easy to get to anymore. No, you're right. I mean... Plus, you get a 12 o'clock kick-off at a Barberdino or something on fucking Boxing Day. And... Aye. Who it's great for is on armchair fans. That's who it's great mm. for. They're in the house and that. And I've done it. I've been up to Pataudry and Tanadice and that on Boxing Day, you know. And I'm not going to fucking pretend that I'm leaving like my fucking... The Bruins family fucking... Oh, my God, I can't believe you're gone. Probably need to give you a toss, quite frankly. And half of them would have been at the fucking game anyway. As you see, public transport non-existent, right? Added to the fact you've no idea what the weather's going to be like and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, of course you've you know. All right, you might say if we support the same team, or you know, you can. It's different now, but back in the day, you remember you're in the house for Christmas Day. You're basically stuck in your house all day. That was it. You knew mm-hmm. what the fuck was going on and blah 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 blah. No papers, fuck all like that. If we then said. Or you know what, let's go and support our team on Boxing Day, you know, wherever it might be they're playing. That's fine for the person who's in the passenger seat of the car. Mm. <laughs> and then the other boy, he's going to drive. And let's face it, I mean, I know you're um, party to a wee bit drink driving now and again. But it means you can't bury on Christmas night if you're going to be driving up early morning to a 12 o'clock kick-off from Dundee or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Um, you think as well, for instance, we've got Ross County at home. Right on Boxing Day, so that's a Sunday 
So there'll be no transport anyway, but it's also boxing. How are they meant to really get down there unless they drive? And that's literally the only option for them. I mean, the fixtures, you know, in this Boxing Day thing's probably 20, 30 years old. I mean, there used to be fixtures on Christmas Day. Celtic once played two games on Christmas Day in 19... But <laughs> Christmas Day was only a holiday in Scotland in about 1961, you know? Um, <laughs> the whole point of, like, the traditional New Year's Day fixtures were derby games because so fans didn't have to travel. Okay, outside their city and all that kind of thing. That's gone. We play fucking Safeco on the 2nd of January. You play Hibs on the 3rd of fucking January. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, now, I'll give you an example, right? I've looked at the Hibs hair scheme. You know, I've been to a lot of Hibs hair schemes in my life. Always enjoyed it. Like the, the banter. Like the fact they got into a high-profile game where I've no really got a dog in the fight and that kind of thing. The tension's no there. And I went, you know, I said to my wife, you know, maybe we could go to Edinburgh that day and blah, 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 this, that, and next thing. But the bottom line is, I've got the Safeco game the day before, probably a heavy night that night, and yeah. then how easy is it for me just to go, ah, fuck this, you know? And no, just no. lie in the bed till 12 o'clock and fucking get up and watch the game, and that's it. I'm not working that day, so, you know. And that's the problem, it's like, you know, you they, as long as they can fill, find people to fill the seats, they keep catering to the TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've well, talk about telly. You said earlier about our game getting moved to Thursday night, right? So that's that game moved, but it also means our game for the weekend has to get moved yep, to a same Sunday. As us, same as us. So we've got fucking Livingston away on a Sunday at three. When if we mm-hmm. played that on a Saturday, mm-hmm. we could genuinely take seven thousand fans there. We've done it plenty of times, but oh. a Sunday probably takes. Aye, definitely. Couple of things off the gate. Well, you've got people like you who regard Sundays as family time, don't you? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, people do yeah, You can get buses for Edinburgh, like, you know, um, just corporation buses, as you call it, to Almond Vale, Nabola, again, mm-hmm. for fucking Castorfran Road and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. On a Sunday, it's not going to be the fucking same. Added to the fact that fucking a lot of guys start getting their fucking boss nipped by the wife. Christmas shopping, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that derogatory, it's just a fucking fact of your life. Um, but I just find it fucking bizarre. But again, I suppose we should always kind of um, caution ourselves anytime we think that people in authority in Scottish football give a fuck about the fans. Well, I think that's exactly it, to be honest. Okay, so that wraps us up. Now, a few things have come up this week, Paul. Uh, it was your anniversary on Friday, was it? Friday? Yes, it yes. was, I. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, we just went for a meal, nothing. Did we? Uh, Chop House in Leith, steak restaurant, it was nice. Oh no, I don't know, where about in Leith is that? Uh, Constitution Street. Oh no, I don't know, no, no. What made you go there? Like? Um, why did we go there? Aye. Just, I'd heard that it was, it was good, it was just a, it's a steak restaurant, I recommended for the family it was, one of my brothers had been for. Fucking hell. And then... Uh, Wait a minute. Now, are you reading my mind? <laughs> because I've got correspondence about the very thing you just said there, taking recommendations for your brothers. What do you mean? You just said, correct me if I'm wrong, do you know just say it was recommended by one of your brothers? Yes, Someone that both of us know has got in touch about what something you said last week about taking a recommendation for your brother and asking you what the fuck's wrong with you. And you've just said that again. <laughs> Which brother was it? It was uh, Stephen. Oh, for fuck's David Brent. God <laughs> almighty. Um, how'd you get there? Um, 
ended up just getting the, the tram and then the, still had a drinking leaf walk walked in but then it was that that wind was absolutely you had a drinking leaf walk with a boot uh, the brass monkey oh for fuck's sake I knew you wouldn't go near, near any of the real fucking pubs eh <laughs> fucking brass monkey it's like the fucking well, I was going to pop across to Robbie's but I was worried that Jose would be in there so. <sighs> fucking hell but let's face it I mean he probably wouldn't have spoken to you anyway now, one of the things I wanted to clarify we, about this was Steph put up a post saying you've had five years of unbridled bliss. Is that true? <laughs> I say, I've relatively going pretty well over that time. I don't know about bliss, is uh, the word, but. I just fucking. Um, quite a few people were interested in that, shall we say. I've not I've been We're instructed, not, I'm reading stuff as I've seen it, I can't tell you any names. But people you know were asking you to clarify if you've ever had an argument in five years. Ah, of course I've. Nah, so it was a lot of pissing as usual, right? That's what <laughs> that's what we wanted to fucking see. Um, the other thing is, and I'm not going to reveal the name because I thought this was really. How could I put it? You know, it was quite observant. There was a photo put up of you two in black and white, right? <laughs> it wasn't me to put up but... no 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 no. what this person was asking was was that a kind of secret sign to don't cry for help <laughs> from Steph in, in, what, in what manner like? from Steph but, you know like I... you know like um, the lasses in Cleveland Ohio that were chained to the radio for 10 years and they <laughs> become so brainwashed now that they can't actually say I want to get out but they can kind of imitate and integrate to be fo- imitate to folk that I'm I'm dying here. <laughs> you have to ask her quite possibly. No, 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 it no. It may, no. may well have be been a secret signal. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm merely the messenger here. It's some, someday, we actually had two bits, I spoke to two people that we both know independently about you. The second one was that somebody reckons that the story you told last week regarding losing your phone had some holes in it. And they were okay. and they were Chris sized holes. Chris sized holes. Aye. Because in what, in what manner? Because basically, people were questioning why Chris. And I never thought about this, but it's a fucking good point. Would get a train past his house to go to Edinburgh for a drink to then go back. Because the train would go past his house, wouldn't it? Eh. Uh, like Livingston. Never went- uh, Livingston, I went through Livingston South, which isn't the one he'd get off it. But um, but can you see the plane there? Well, I kind of, but he wanted to go for a pint, so Aye, I, I, he did but, it But the point being, was he just used as an alibi? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He? <laughs> I thought it was a very pertinent point that I had missed. I want to thank you, um, Mr... Uh, let's call him Mr Stevenson, right? I want to thank you for that because I never thought of that and it's a really good fucking point. Basically, Paul, you're fucking up against it. <laughs> now, the last thing we need to say is tomorrow is the football podcast EGM. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be brought up. I know you're furious with some of the listeners. I know you've pinpointed people you don't want listening to the show. Um, it's something that we'll discuss. <laughs> Um, but we're going to try and talk about how we can fucking change things up again because believe it or not the biggest one of the biggest issues we have is 
nobody ever disagrees with us. No, um, I, I think it's far for the fact that because we're right about everything. No, but no. I mean, sometimes we'll say stuff and do stuff that's deliberately designed to prick ears and go, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, and things like that. It's always banter and it's never serious. But at the same time, as you say, we're never always right and we never claim to always be right. And sometimes it's like we're trying to stimulate debate and we're st- we get great numbers for in terms of listening and that kind of thing. But all we seem to ever get is great show. So the, the two things we need to talk about is, first of all, the people who contact me seeing a great show, contact or say things about Paul or anything, contact the Facebook group or the Twitter and do it rather than just me because then it just looks thingy. Secondly, the people that Paul know knows contribute to that, you know. I'm talking about people like Colin Anderson, for example. <laughs> um that fucking idiot Chris, quite frankly, who uh, moaned about well he basically said your story wasn't he fucking true last week. Right? That's a fucking tr- that's the truth what he said last week. Fucking um, and he, he said well basically what he was what he was questioning was the fact that you said you weren't that drunk and he said you were fucking steaming. I I didn't remember being that I didn't think I was that bad, maybe but maybe evidence suggests I was since I was. I mean, my is phone, there any but... chance that fucking like the driver was from Motherwell and you just threw your phone at him or something like that? Because <laughs> um, well you've you know, in the past you've not so much now, but in the past you've had anger management issues and all sorts of things like that, you know what I mean? And that's kind of... Only, uh, only Andy Davis related. Nah, well, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, when you had that massive drinking problem about 10 years ago, um, <laughs> that's something that fucking, you know, was... I mean, even Chris used to have a go at you about that. I mean, you're at the point when fucking Chris is questioning you about anything. That's when you're at the lowest realm of the ladder. <clears throat> I, I vehemently deny I had a, a drinking problem. <laughs> Okay, aye. Um, but aye, so the correspondence, as I say, and the stuff last week's great, but, you know, date in public, it's no point because then it becomes, I mean, even my cousin Tony in, in California goes on, goes nuts. Well, he's not on Facebook, to, to be fair, but um, he he's starting to think that you do things deliberately just to get slaughtered. <laughs> um, I, I think it's merely the thing that the kind of fuck all with you, uh, jumping on me. Well, I, I thought we were going to talk about that. Very poor choice of words But it's, you do come out with some strange things, like, you know, I said to you, would you like to go to the Hamden Museum? Aye. Then I suggested a date, and you were like, no, I'm going to see Santa. I'm like... <laughs> Taking my daughter to see Santa, of course. <laughs> There's, you're wrong, man. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what's wrong with it? At no point does anybody go to see Santa for any more than about three minutes. Why? But we're going out. Like we're, take, we're going out for the day. Oh, for fuck. See, right. So where are you going after it? Like, see, you, everything you, you see has to be questioned now because people are starting to question your motives. Well, my wife's out in the morning, so I have my daughter, mm-hmm. and then we're going in the early afternoon to see Santa, and then going out for lunch. So by the time I've done all that, we need to be able to make. Right. Okay, I mean, this is a wee bit law and order now, but you just said she's working in the morning, you've got to see Santa early in the afternoon, then gone for lunch. That's about three o'clock, that's well past the cut off time for lunch. Well, that's Saturday, it can be later. <laughs> when did this happen? 
Who invented <laughs> that set of rules? A Saturday was, for me, is, is actually mere ingrained half twelve at the latest. Uh, what's, what's the one between like an early, early dinner? Fuck knows. Well, a but Saturday. You lunch. cannot possibly uh, have, like, lo- have lunch after three o'clock on a Saturday. I mean, that's fucking heresy. We'll invent, we'll invent a meal in between like a sort of full, like a after brunch, whatever the fuck you call it. After brunch is lunch. One day lunch and dinner. What? So, uh, do you know where you're going, like? Uh, no, not yet. Because it would help if you can't... First of all, what kind of places are open at three o'clock on a fucking Saturday? Do they no shop after lunch and before dinner? No, most places are open all the way through. I mean, didn't get me wrong, I didn't live this fucking rarefied middle-class life that you do. Swarring about the fucking place like you own it and all that kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, this is, uh, you know... It, it disturbs me, quite frankly. Surely you would go... Any normal person would go... Wife comes back for work. I'm assuming she's coming back to you. Who's first? Uh, she'll be, in. Right. Out, lunch, Santa. Well, it was the time we could get the, the booking for us, aren't we? Oh, fuck. So we'll you need to book it. Where's this about, like? Call it. It's Ocean, uh, Ocean Town. Because it's cosy COVID and that, you've got to have slots oh, and stuff. Oh, fucking hell. You're willingly going to go to Ocean Terminal. Doogie <laughs> Watt never recovered to his one visit to Ocean Terminal. It's Who never, sorry? Doogie Watt, remember? That's right. I went to the fucking cinema and walked out. The... Ocean Terminal has got to be one of the biggest dumps in Edinburgh now. I'm flabbergasted how downturn it's went. Ah, no, I'm no, I'm no denying that. It's, it's not a good place to go normally, but it's there's very few places that have <laughs> Santa Clauses. Well, let, let's, 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 let's put cards on the table here, right? You're not exactly skinny. Okay. You've got a beard. No, a white one. Do you know where I'm going? Well, do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> As long as, as long as you didn't go do the doing the pussy bump and zero route and wear a fucking wire, um, or Bobby, the only Bobby time Bacari. I ever took any of my sons to uh, see Santa was Jake, and it was in White Plains, New York. If you want a point of reference, that's where Al Pacino's brother stays in Saint a Woman, <laughs> and he pissed on the guy's knee. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because he was he was pretty scared. Do you know what I mean? He was he's probably would see me Jalbas now. He's pretty scared, and he was oh, you know, I don't know what going either. And he pissed right. Now you're thinking, you know, this is America, you know, Christmas. It'll be fine. The guy went fucking ballistic. Fucking. He literally was like, "I'm gonna give you my dry cleaning bill and all this fucking shit again," and it was like, "All right, mate, calm down," you know. But of course, if that's if that's an ocean terminal and that happens on Saturday, the boy starts that with you. Just like, Shut up, you fucking dick. He'd bought him. In America, Santa, Santa could be carrying a fucking gun. Um, <laughs> that's true. You could take uh, everything into consideration. It's it's, it's it's but no. So uh, is, is Alba ever met Santa like when she's been kind of aware? Uh, we took her last year, but. It was genuinely pretty shite. Fucking, she couldn't really go near him because mm, fucking mm, restrictions mm. and stuff. So it's basically just. Uh, last year, I don't think he paid because he basically couldn't. It's had to huddle. Ah, it's like a fiver or something to get a wee gift. Are you 
will you be standing there with your abacus making sure that the gifts is up to the value reviver like or aye of course aye, would you not be no wouldn't you no um, <laughs> that's that um, did I have something else somebody say I can't even remember aye so yeah you go only fucking James Lenny to get his fucking act together obviously because he made us a promise <laughs> mate, and, and he kens you're not a man to be messed with and um, we shall be back God willing next week as we might be completely different who knows but the AGM is tomorrow we might take photographs of it or then again we might know because they might end up on Grinder. Um and we can't have that because Paul's already got some there so we shall see you next week take it easy yeah sure cheers uh, what's the name Clinton Skinner Skinner here we go. It's 5.50, please. All right. Brilliant. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Thanks. See, I reckon you're about an eight or a nine. Maybe even nine and a half in four beers time. That blue top, shot top you've got on is nice. Bit too much fake tan, no, but yeah, you score high. But there's just one little thing that's really, 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 really annoying me about you, you see. Yeah, yeah, like I said, you are really fit. But my gosh, don't you just know it? I'm not trying to pull you, even though I would like to. I think you are really fit, you're fit, but my gosh, don't you know it? So when I looked at you standing there with your horn, I was waiting in the queue looking at the board, wondering whether to have a burger or chips or what the shrapnel in my back pocket could afford. When I noticed out the corner of my eye, looking toward my direction, your eyes locked on my course. I couldn't concentrate on what I wanted to order, which lost me my place in the queue I waited for. Yeah. I'm not trying to pull you, even though I would like to. I think you are really fit. You're fit, but my gosh, don't you know it? Whoa. Leave it out. Are you smoking something? Mike, just leave, leave it. it. Just leave we it. We cannot have that behaviour in this establishment. It's not worth it, Mike. Just leave don't it. Don't touch me. Not worth don't it. Don't touch me. Leave it out. Don't, look, I'm alright. Don't touch me. For a while there, I was thinking, yeah, but what if? Picturing myself pulling with bare white hot wit, snaring you as you were standing there opposite. Whether or not you knew it, I swear you didn't tick. And when that bloke in the white behind us lot queuing was clocking onto you too, yeah, I had to admit that, yeah, yeah, you are fit and, yeah, I do want it, but I stopped sharking a minute to get chips and drinks. I'm not trying to pull you, even though I would like to. I think you are really fit, you're fit, but my gosh, don't you know it? Wait, and just as you started to make your big advance with the milkshake and that little donut in hand, I was like, nah, I can't even know you look grand But you look sharp there, smiling hard, suggesting and Gleaming away with your hearty, hearty looking tan But I admit the next bit was Spanish, my plan You walked towards my path, but you just rushed right past And into the arms of that white-shirted man I'm not trying to pull you Even though I would like to I think you are really fit You're fit, but my gosh, don't oh, you know me? Wait. What?
What do I give up? I got a girlfriend anyway. Oi, Whoa, we've all had a bit drink, drunk, mate. we've had a few, fair play. I got this Stella I bombed from that last cafe. This night's not even begun, yes, yes, oh yeah. I did fancy you a bit though, yeah, I must say. I would rather I hadn't mugged myself on display. But this is just another case of female stopping play in an otherwise total result of a holiday. I'm not trying to pull you, even though I would like to. I think you are really fit, you're fit, but my gosh, don't you know it? <laughs>